Come on, let the man talk. Hey everyone, and welcome to the LA Tay Podcast. This podcast will be discussing everything from pop culture, pain, trauma, sex, celebrity news, and gossip, and everything underneath the freaking sun. The purpose of this podcast is to bring you things that you've never heard or ever seen in a different light. So let's just jump into it. This is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the speakers, commentaries, experts, and or hosts. They do not explicit or necessarily reflect nor represent the channel's policy or the views held by this channel or broadcast. So enjoy the show and let me know what you think. Go on, I want no smoke with nobody. What it is. What's up? This is Mr. LA, and you're listening to the LA Tape Podcast, powered by the LA Tape Experience. This episode is called Brotherly Love with my brothers, my personal brothers, my day one brothers. In this episode, we talk about how we grew up as brothers, how the dynamics was different, how having a single parent as a mother raised three different boys and we all turn out different. This is something that's personal. You're going to get to know a little bit more about me. You're going to know a little bit more about my brothers and where we come from and how our struggles was and what we was taught. So stick around. Don't go nowhere. Check out this episode on the LA Tape Podcast. LA out. What is up, everybody? This is your guy, Mr. L.A. on the L.A. Tape Podcast. And we are back with another episode. How y'all feeling today? I'm feeling great. I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling great. Today's been a great day. I've had some a lot of turnarounds today, some quick changes in my schedule. But hey, I'm on another episode with you guys. I'm recording. I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Y'all know I'm in media school. Some of y'all know that I'm I'm working. I'm doing a lot of things, projects and assignments and stuff like that. So I'm crazy busy. So the LA Tape Podcast is something that I am birthing. I, I don't know where the time is coming to get birthed at, but hey, I'm birthing this time for you guys. I stay up late at night sometimes just for a podcast, to work on the podcast. Just remind y'all, I am the writer. I am the producer. I am the director. And I am the overseer of everything. I do all the promotional cr- creating and everything so yeah but that's enough about me in my life but how are y'all guys doing today what's going on with your world um have you eaten today have you meditated today have you prayed have you asked your lord and savior whoever your lord and savior is i'm sorry i don't want to offend nobody but have you prayed today and you know ask for forgiveness or whatever's going on in your life have you got up and done something great for yourself today um that's what i want the lata listeners to understand is that i want y'all to be great and i want y'all to understand that you can do anything you put your mind to no matter what it looks like no matter what somebody is trying to tell you or no matter what is happening around you you are not a victim of your circumstances all right so yeah just just a positive note from that um we're gonna break into this next segment which i'm very happy about and i'm very excited that i drove miles away to have this podcast just for you guys so i just want to say thank you the lord almighty but I have a special guest today. I've been knowing this, this guy since, actually, he's been knowing me since I was in diapers. <laughs> this is this crazy thing is he knows me from the ins and the outs of my life. He knows the turmoil. He knows the good, the bad. Um, this guy, I literally, we, we went from blow to blows growing up. But, you know, now we're at a place where we're at peace with each other because, you know, he's my brother. And I just want to share my brother with you guys on the L.A. Tay podcast. So I want to give a warm welcome to the guy who, who helped raise me, got on my nerves, taught me some things to, to be great, and also some things about life. I want to give a warm welcome to my brother, Mr. D.L.O. Yo, what up with it, y'all? What's going on, D.L.O.? How you feeling today? Man, I'm feeling amazing, man. 
amazing oh. to wake up today, man. That's a blessing really to wake up every day. Everybody overlooked that blessing every day, but somebody didn't wake up today, y'all. Yeah, somebody didn't wake did. Somebody didn't wake up today. For sure. They definitely didn't. No, they didn't wake up today. But the ones that are blessed. How y'all feeling today, man? What's going on with y'all, man? They can't talk back, you know, but they <laughs> they know. Um they they can hear you though. But um everything's good with you and you're Yeah, man, everything's cool, man. I just, you know, dealing with today's climate, man. We in a very different world than what I grew up in, for sure. It's just it's wild out here for real. From my perspective, I don't know about y'all's perspective, but you know, from my perspective, it's real different out here. Yeah, it is, it is definitely weird up here in Ohio. Ohio's weather is very catchy. It's very, very finicky. It's very always all over the place and everything. Yeah, I mean, but I love it. You know, born and raised here, so I know this place like the back of my hand for real. Literally, <laughs> we we from the same city, and the crazy thing is, like Dayton is growing up, you didn't see it as in a way that how it is now. Um, you saw it like in a way that is kind of it, it didn't seem small to us at, at a time, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't seem very small. It seemed very, um, very big to us. You know, what I mean, because we didn't have a lot growing up as as kids. You know, we didn't have a lot at those times as being brothers. But yeah, like it wasn't a lot going on at that time. I mean, it was more going on in the city at that time. Yeah, but now that the city then got like wow for real. Like a lot of stuff just gravitated away from here. Like we used to have stuff like the Fly City Festival. I mean, we still have the Black Cultural Festival. I think that we still have them down uh, downtown at the Riverscape on weekends. That's probably the only thing I can still think of that we still got from when we was younger to now. I mean, they changed the venue because it used to be at uh, Island Park where uh, Fly City used to be at. I remember that. That was some good years. Yeah. That's when we had a lot of famous people coming down here. Like, uh, we had, we have Next. Y'all probably don't even know who Next is, but check them out. They got some music still out here on YouTube or somewhere. Who else we had? We had, uh, I think we had Bow Wow. <laughs> Y'all know Bow Wow, man. You know, he from the CO, but he claimed A-Town, but you know, it's cool. Yeah, we had some crazy times at that time. We didn't have a lot to go on in that time. I mean... I'm on, she did the best for show she, as a single parent. Like she, we had a lot of experiences to show. Oh. We had you know, like season passes to places and like a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah, we we actually did. Definitely don't know how she did it. She probably was just real, I don't know, frugal with mm -hmm. the money or budgeting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But she made that happen for sure. Yeah, like when our mom, like she, I remember the time that she just, she made things happen out of nothing. And it's the craziest things. Like we used to have like the biggest Christmases and stuff like that. Like like a whole bunch of presents everywhere. We used to get adopted for Christmas and stuff like that. And it was it was a lot of like joyous times that like, we had like real family times. Like you know in those moments, it was a lot of it was you know disconnections and stuff like that. But at the same time, Mama she always made a way out of no way. That's how I would say it. Um, in a way, definitely did. I, I mean, I kind of know how she did them uh, big Christmases. So they definitely was some big Christmases, man. It's like half the tree was covered with presents for real. Literally, literally. But I know she used to shop all year long, find deals all year long, and hide them. Because I used to go look for them and find them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know I wasn't supposed to see what they was, but... Because you was, you was always curious. You was always that brother that was always going through stuff. Like, not going through, but you was always going through the stuff to find what you were looking for. Or sometimes I'm just on there and I'm just at a random spot in the house and I just, what's that over there? Okay, I see something. I see something in there. Mm -hmm. Grab it. Like, uh, I know this why it's supposed to be for Christmas, right? Hold on. Put this back. 
Right. Don't let her know, though. Don't let her know that I've seen it. I, literally, like, I was always a kid that was always not into my own stuff. Like, I was always trying not to be in her way or getting her stuff so she'd be, be angry or whatever. Um, I was always a kid I was trying to hide or something, not be seen. Uh, but I, my personality was always, my personality was always outshining itself in, in a way. Like, it always came out, like, my personality. I was always hiding, but I was also seen in front of the camera because I always wanted attention. <laughs> at the time yeah, you was the baby boy man you was her baby boy man literally, <laughs> literally I was her baby boy yeah 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 you you know my mom she was cool man Aaron didn't get to see the raw part of my mom but I don't know if you got to see it see it but I got the raw part that was the first child so I was probably like that you know when everybody had their first kid you know it's like it's like the I don't wanna I don't wanna say test trial baby yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you're doing it by yourself, for real. It's like when you had your first kid, like, you're learning a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like your second might be learning some more. Yeah. Or if you, you know, more than, you know, that. It's like, dang, they're expert at three, but they get the lighter side of you. Because, you know, as people, we go through stuff as we gradually get older and stuff like that. We go, you know, wilder when we're younger. And it's just like, I don't know what happens. Is that we get, I don't know, like, I don't even want to say softer, but like people that, you know, have family and stuff like that. Y'all know how like y'all mom was with y'all. And how she is with the grandbabies. Mm-hmm. It's two totally different it's, people, I it's, swear. It's definitely two different two different people. Cause I like we seen mom, like she was always she was strict on you. James was like, he was always sneaky. He always got like the pass around. Me was like I was always underneath her wing. Yeah, yeah. Always. Well listen. She ain't let nothing happen to you, well, I swear. No, she didn't. Like literally, like anybody who asked, like, cause they know me as LA. You just said my name on on the podcast. They didn't know my name. You can take that out though. I can take it out, but it's <laughs> but it's, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. They are gonna get to know the raw, the real, uncut Mister LA. So, um, can you name a time growing up in the household as me as your brother um, that we we had a bond? Can you name that time? Man, I mean, especially when you was a baby. But that's, you know, that's, I think that's dang near everybody. You know, when you got like a baby brother and you're just older, you know, I mean, we was going to have a bond regardless because, you know, I was actually babysitting y'all at a young age and stuff like that. I had to do a lot of, you know, cooking and I was provisioning, you know, over y'all and stuff like that as my mom went out and, you know, did whatever she was doing, you know, whether it be like work or, doing stuff for other people. She liked doing stuff for a lot of people, for real. Like, she would cook for the neighborhood where she had it, where, like, on God, like, she done had, like, little block parties and stuff like that. Anybody who's sliding through it on the, you know, Millicent, where we grew up at, you know, if you wanted a plate or something like that, and you ask, you're going to get that plate for sure. No, not definitely. <laughs> Unless she, like, fed my friends all the time. Like, she will let them kick it or whatever, you know, She'll let them spend a night. Like, if they, you know, like, going through stuff at their parents' house or something like that, you know how, like, it'd be like you you have a little spat with your parents or something like that. Of course, your parents know where you at, but she just treated them like, you know, they like, like extra brothers to me. You know what I'm saying? She treated them like her kids. If, if I had any of my friends, like, around me right now, she like, listen, they'll let you know how she was for sure. Yeah, mom, she always had that type of spirit. Like, she didn't care who you was. She always took care of the other kids in the neighborhood. She might be like, uh-uh, I want them in my house. <laughs> but she always cared about them in a way, like, I don't know their intentions, but yet still, she loved them regardless. 
in a way. It's it like a tough love thing, even though it's not her kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really see a lot of people doing that, you know, today in 2023. No, you don't. Not at all. You know what I mean? There's parents out here that's just it's letting their kids be in the mix. It's like they friends with they, you know, kids and stuff like that. You know, they they mess around and fight a kid for real before they'd be like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily fight a kid. Some might, but like it used to be everybody was like somewhat like your parent that wasn't your parent, like away from your parent, if I'm saying it right. No, he said it right. He said it right. But yeah, I mean, you do that stuff nowadays, man, it escalates to a whole, a whole nother level. It actually will escalate to another level and kids will see that it, it, it gets out of hand over time. You know, I work in a jail, so I see it all the time. I see that if you don't take care of the situation, it will get worse. You're going to jail or juvenile? Juvenile. Yeah, that's a big difference, I swear. I mean, it's literally the same. They're both in jail. We're not going to go there. <laughs> We're not going to go there. It's a different grown man to like adolescent teens. So it's, it's way different. That's how I, I, I interpret it, you know, working right. in a correction jail because it's like they're being tried as young adults. Yeah. So I see it as basically they're in jail for they're in jail for a reason, but we're not going to go into that part yeah. because right. we're talking about the relationship between me and you as brothers. I can tell you, like, my fondest moments of my brother is the times that the things that when I feel like he didn't care about me, my brother cared so much about me that I, at the times I didn't see it in a way that he cared about me. My brother D'Lo cared about me so much to a point where he made sure that even as an adult, that I was always straight in a way. I always had, if I'm, if I'm you good, let's have a conversation. But, you know, everybody don't know that our relationship didn't get to that point like that. It didn't get like that until probably fairly recently for real like within like the last probably what four or five years <laughs> five years yeah and ironically that's you know right after our mom passed for real Let, yeah 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 they don't know that we used to go at it we used to go at it if you remember i remember we used to go at it a lot d'angelo as brothers which, yeah. which that's like it's like that civil rivalry type thing going on but at the same time it's just like I'm like a little brother and then you're like my older brother and the things you didn't like the things that I did and I didn't like the things that you did as a brother let's be real let's be real yeah. about it you know what I mean and it was like things that I tried to not bother me but it, it did bother me over time as a brother it did you know right. but you know you were growing and I was growing and it's like we're we're like what like is it like are we like eight years apart uh, it's like eight six I'm 35 I'm 28 that's yeah, a good seven well yes yeah, seven years apart yeah listen I'm I'm not gonna quote the math, so y'all y'all do the math. <laughs> so I'm not about to sit there and uh, it's about seven, that's about seven. Then now, like the relationship that we had, like like I said, it, it didn't start off the way it is now. It is now, and our relationship, I wouldn't change it for the world. Right. Um, I respect you as a brother. Like now, as that I'm an adult, and we're both adults, I I feel like there's a mutual respect in your craft and in my craft. And sometimes we're not going to see things all the way the way you see it and I see it. Mm -hmm. But you know, at the same time, you know I love you. Yeah, uh, you know I, you I, too, man. I'm always gonna I'm always gonna love you. You know yeah. what I mean? You always be my big brother. There's like I said, there's times we used to fight all the time. Like my mom's like, yeah, my mom she used to like I don't know, like <laughs> I always feel like she used to pull us apart. Like she used to like man, listen, it wouldn't even get to that part. It wouldn't even get to that point. She ain't letting us touch you, boy. No, not like that. <laughs> but like, it was always like there was like some type of like 
civil hate. Am I right or am I wrong? Something like that. Yeah, it was like a like civil, that. like a little bit of civil civil hate. It probably was a little, I don't know, jealousy or something like that too. Probably you you get away with stuff that I just I couldn't. But you'll get away with stuff and then my mama she'd be mad at she'd be mad at, she'd be mad at all of us. Oh, oh I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Yeah. I was literally just talking to James, our, right. our brother, the, uh, last night about a situation that happened and I wasn't nowhere near around and they let me take the fall, I swear. Really? Yeah. Can you can you explain to the viewers what are you talking about? Because this is new for me because I don't even know what's talking about. <laughs> it ain't new for him, y'all, because when I say it, he going to be like, oh, y'all remember that time? Da, 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 da. Yeah. It was a time uh, we all was washing the dishes, bro. You and James, y'all was washing the dishes. I'm at work. I'm at work. I was working at uh, at Hans Sportswear at the time. Yeah, I was washing the dishes. I'm at work. I don't know what's going on at the house. She called my job talking about some, you busted my sink. I'm like, busted your sink? What you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you busted my sink. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't brushed your sink. What's, what's going on? I'm at work. And she like, my sink is busted. But then James told me last night, <laughs> he said he was mad about doing the dishes. And he was you know, like swirling a, a knife or something and it hit the hit the top of the sink where the water comes out and it start sprouting out the top of the sink. Mm. He said he tried to tape it or something like that and it was still going and left it alone and she just found out about it. And I guess neither one of y'all said nothing. I guess she just blamed it on me. I don't know. But the thing is that had nothing to do with me. I was the fall guy. It definitely has something to do with you. No, it did not. Because you could have told her he did it. First of all, because you, you was there, you was a witness. I was a kid. I understand. I mean, there was a times that mama she had the belt, and like she she come up to you about something, and then she come up to James, and then I'm over here running in the house because I like I don't want to get beat because I like by default, you know what I mean? I don't want to get beat by default. So there was times that I felt like I was like, why am I getting beat for something that I did not do? So it's like you got blamed for something, but I also got blamed for something too that I did not do. Like it was a time that James ate those gummies. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that. And then like she she come yelling at me and like you ate on gummies, I'm gonna take you out to the hospital. You gonna get your something pumped. Oh yeah, it was some uh, vitamin C gummies from uh, Walmart. Yeah, they tasted like straight candy. Though I cannot blame him for eating them all. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but like, the, like the eating the James ate the pepperonis one time. Oh yeah, for the pips because James he loved like beef jerky <laughs> and pepperonis. He loves stuff like and that. Still Pickles, to this day, still to this day. And one time, my mom she was making a pizza for. Um, for, for dinner or whatever and she bought a pack of pepperonis for us to eat for the pizza to make on the pizza mm-hmm. and when she was doing that James was sneaking in there and eating them and taking them taking the packs and hiding them underneath his mattress <laughs> So like that was times that James he he did that I didn't do that you know what I mean so like there was times that I I would get in trouble for stuff that I don't even know nothing about or if I yeah. did know something about it I was like I'm not about to sit there and be a part of this right but if you don't know about it and you say y'all know she probably think you're lying anyway because yeah. because at that point everybody's saying they don't know now everybody get to get you know a whooping for sure yeah <laughs> that's how that's how it really is because mom she she like I said he like he said mama didn't play that like mama was always on her stuff like she was a single parent in the household but she never she never kind of needed she could play both roles i believe so she tried yeah well both roles as the disciplinary and and the you know caretake you know in that sense yeah you know i mean she had to so yeah well i don't know you know the I don't know the discrepancies between, you know, our, 
you know, our mom and our fathers and stuff like that. That's something only she could tell us, they could tell us. It's always, you know, three sides to a story. Yep. His story, her story. In the truth. Yeah. So I don't know if she had to do it on her own, but, you know, from our point of view, she was doing it on her own. So, yeah, she did it on her own and she did it well, for real. I never really knew that. I was even in any type of poverty until I got older and, you know, just started realizing certain stuff in recent months or whatever. Y'all know everything that went up in prices recent months. I think it was the last year. Like when these, in these last, since the pandemic and stuff like that, stuff is just like skyrocketed. And then I, you know, I grocery shop, you know, from my house and then like stuff that she did. I find myself doing now because I went from buying, trying to buy like all, the, you know, the name brand stuff and stuff like that. But now with the price of everything, I'm like, now I'm starting to do what she used to do to get like the, the off brand stuff. I give it a try. Some of it's good. Some of it's not. It's a definitely a hit or miss for sure. Yeah. Growing up, you didn't like off brand stuff. I mean, you we did. didn't have to at first. Yeah, we <laughs> did. Was, bruh, at first, listen, we seven years apart, right? <laughs> we seven years apart. Come on now. So we had AJ when I was. I mean, yeah, that was at that point. It was like, you know, you know, three of us and stuff like that. But then like, at some points she had like, like in the cabinet, she have like, you know how you go to the grocery line at the store when you uh, see all the candies and stuff like that, them little last minute grabs and stuff, all the Twixes and the crunch bars and all that stuff be right there when you about to check out. Yeah. Mom used to have like different candies, the whole box up in the what's the name and stuff like that. We didn't really have no off brand stuff for real. We had a, uh, what is it? Tony's pizza and all that stuff like that. All the other stuff, Walmart brands and yeah. Meyer brands and all that stuff like that didn't come in until you know, later, I guess, you know, back in them times, like stuff was still going up, but we didn't see or understand that as kids. Yeah, but at some point, at some point, we I remember in my childhood, we had the great value part tarts. We had the, the knockoff stuff. I remember one time, it was one summer, we had like nothing but part tarts. The, we had the original part tarts, and then we switched, at some point, we switched to the off-brand toaster strudels. We said like the egg and sausage or like the yeah. strawberry and uh, uh, what's the stuff, the glaze and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We used to have that all the time. So yeah, that's what we used to have. I mean, it's understandable that when you came in, that's what you saw because when you came, then there was three. Mm. <laughs> it was three of us. It was she had to feed me, James, and then you. That's just, now it was like we got to try to I don't know get the same stuff, but not the same stuff. Some of it was cool. I mean, you know, we we may do what we had to do. So I'm experiencing that, you know, currently now with you know the price of everything going up. Uh, I go to the stores now and everything is like two for five the stuff that used to be like two for three or something like that. I'm like, damn, what the hell? like this yeah. inflation is getting real. Yeah. Shit is getting real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm making it do though. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Do you feel like now that you are a parent, do you see the difference in the struggles that mom used to go through? But you, at the time when you was a kid, you couldn't understand it. But now you like fully understand what she went through and like why she made the sacrifices that she made. Yeah, for sure. For sure. SD. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like, damn, I understand now that why she had to, you know, switch from this brand to that brand. Yeah. Cause, you know, it's a struggle. You know, when you actually, when you see your parents, like, why we can't have this or why we can't have the original stuff that we used to have. And like, you know, it's too expensive, you know, Timmy, it's too expensive today. You know, we We didn't understand that. We couldn't, we couldn't understand that because we were like literally growing up and like, we couldn't stand to have this or we couldn't stand that, you know, why we couldn't go outside at this time. 
but now that that you're we're, you're a, a parent, you see it in a different light, yeah. and you see it in a different manner. So it's like, okay, now that you have girls, you're like, okay, now I gotta go in protective mode. Because at first you was like, well, I'm just me, you know, I'm just D-Lo, you know what I mean? I'm out in the streets kicking it, I'm turning up in the streets. But now you start to see that, like, hey, I am a parent now. I have a full time responsibility now, and I see the like the the pain the the strife that mom went through now that I can see what she went through as a parent you get like those ah it made sense ah I understand ah get it you know it's you it's like an aha moment it's like you know and I I felt like even though I don't have any children um but I have nieces and nephews stuff like that and I see I see things that happen that sometimes like in my own day to day life I seen that mom sacrificed and she went through I'm like mama which now that she's passed on I I can see that there is a reason why I'm seeing it in a different light now. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, mama, I get it now. Seeing you know why she did what she did. Yeah, it makes more like a, like a, like, it's like a surreal moment. It's like, I couldn't stand why we did this, or I couldn't stand why we moved here, or I couldn't stand why we had to, you know, we had to divide, or this is a situation, situation. but I understand it now, because now that I'm, I'm older, it makes a whole lot of sense, you know? Um, Hindsight is always twenty twenty. It is. It really, really is. It definitely, definitely is. Um, But yeah, but yeah. Money was definitely tight, bro. I swear, like sometimes I felt like I had to have a whole story of why I wanted a dollar. <laughs> what you want a dollar for? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I swear, bro. Listen. So I'm like, Mom, let me get a dollar. What you need a dollar for? Like, uh, I just want to know. Yeah, it was always no. It was always no. You might get a few yeses, but you never, you always get no. So, yeah. 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 90% of the time, it definitely was no. Yes. For sure. Definitely for no. But, you know, our mom, she just taught us some, she just taught us some life lessons over the time and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. And I started, mom put me on my first job. I think what I was, I think I was 13. I had my first job, man, at the uh, job center doing youth work and stuff like that. Man, we ain't getting nothing but like, what was it? I think it was like $140 every two weeks or something like that. A little hundred forty dollars flu every time. I, well, listen, we got the mall getting shoes, getting the hat, yep. get something to eat. Gone. After that, yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, a few dollars. Left. I mean, my checks when I used when I used to be a youth worker, I used to make like four hundred dollars. I used to I used to get that, that bag. You feel me? That motherfucking bag. <laughs> we had one forty. <laughs> we had like four hundred forty. I don't know because I used to stay at that daycare all the time. I used to work at that daycare. If I didn't know, I used to work at a daycare here in Ohio, and I was a like a playtime nursery type of person who watched the kids and stuff like that, and I cooked food and stuff like that, and I played with the kids, and I got paid for it. It was an easy job, but it was a summer job for kids, you know, Some, something quick, something easy, not the I, major. I did something similar to that, but ours was more like. We was really kicking it for real at some of the jobs. Like we used to work at the uh, the Wesleyan Center back in the G. We had been on like hooping and stuff like that. I mean, we did, you know, stuff that they asked us to do, like around the spot and stuff like that. But, you know, like me and other youth workers and stuff like that, we was in there kicking it for the most part, for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was some good times back in the day. We know back in the two thousand and five, you know, Splash Marine, you know, stuff like that. You know, Splash Marine, Splash Marine. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people don't know about that, but that was that was a decent little water park. My mom, she definitely got us, you know, season passes to that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely got a season passes and stuff like that. Don't go nowhere. 
We'll be right back. It's time for a commercial break. That was some Ari Lennox with that new single called Pressure. Coming up next, we got Usher. Speaking of Usher, I might have a chance for you to win some tickets to go see Usher in concert in Dallas, Texas. Yes, Dallas, Texas. You don't want to miss this this treat. Stick around. Don't go nowhere. 106.5. I'm L.A. Tay. Yeah. This is his world. He owns it. He controls it. Fresh hip hop and R and B. You're listening to 107 The Vibe. Fresh and hip hop and R and B. Come on, let the man talk. Hey, everyone. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Check out the L.A. Tay podcast. This is your boy, Manny the Mad Filipino. Let's go. Yo, check it out. Check it out. We ride. No. You're listening to 107 The Vibe. Fresh and hip-hop and R&B. Right, right here. This summer only. Come to the Fred Hammond and Friends Be Blessed Gospel Fest featuring Tamala, Marvin Sapp, and Anita Wilson. Hi, this is Vante from We Cut Lawn Care in Cleveland. In today's fast paced world, it's easy to get burnt out, and that goes for your lawn too. You know what time it is. It's your boy King Kell with the LA Tape Podcast, and we're back from the commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your guy, Mr. L.A., and this is the L.A. Tay Podcast. We had a brief interruption real quickly on the show. I had a surprise guest on the show that popped up in the studio today. I got not one, but two on this podcast, both of my brothers that showed up on this podcast today. I got D-Lo and my brother, J.T., what up, JT? What's, how you feeling today? I'm doing pretty good, y'all. Appreciate y'all having me on the show. That's what's up, man. What's going on with you? Oh, man. Here lately, I've been uh, working on my online business, buscharge.com, B-U-S-K, charge.com. Stay charged up. Yeah, we sell uh, magnet rope, USB, phone chargers, Air, Apple Air Tags. We sell uh, ag tag holsters, all kind of things. Man. So anything you can possibly think of for your cell phone, we don't have that. But we already... All right, that's what's up, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad to see you, my brother. I haven't seen you in like what months? Yeah, definitely. It's been a little bit. I know, right? It's been like really some months. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on the show, bro. No problem. I'm glad you popped in and made an appearance. I didn't know you was even coming. That's <laughs> that's the scary part. Like I didn't know you were even coming on my show. I knew it was coming. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, it's always the oldest brothers. Always the damn oldest brother. You did that. <laughs> so our co- our conversation today is basically is like a catch up with you guys, just to catch up with my brothers because I haven't seen them in like months. They always call me or check on me, but they know I'm always doing something. I'm, I'm always on the road. I'm, I'm doing shows or something like that, promoting my business, the LA Tape experience. But I just want to thank you guys for being on the LA Tape podcast. Y'all are like my first family members to be on the podcast. Yeah, because be busy as hell. 
Yeah, you like a Jamaican. Sixteen jobs. <laughs> no, I do. I got like sixteen jobs. Like literally, y'all run down my list. I am a correctional officer, and I run a business. I have this LATA podcast. I have an LATA after show. I have an EIN number. I have an internship at a church that I do like production media stuff like that. The church called The Rock. I also do like an outreach ministry with this guy named Mr. Linden, which is called Core Ministries. Basically, we go out to the neighborhoods and we feed the community. We get them showers, food, clothes. We pray for them and they have a good, they get a good word at the end of the night. I also do, I also have a position job in media marketing at the church called Ward Harvest Church in Columbus, Ohio. I do that. Like I said, I also do so many other jobs just in that, but I always stay busy and I always try to stay true to who I am as a person. Try not to let the world change me or take me away from my, my natural roots, which is my family. But I also try to come back when I can to see my brothers when I can. They surprised me today. And just to be here on this podcast is just is just amazing how they show up for me. You know, even when I feel like I can't show up for them, they always show up for me in times that I feel like I am just short. So I just want to say thank you guys for just being on my podcast. This means the world to me that y'all support the LAT podcast. But yeah, let's just get back into the show. So JT, what else is going on with you? Like, I am happy that you are here, man. Like, how do you feel about being my brother? I feel like I got an older, older brother responsibility, and I'm also a little brother, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, though. Like a J. Cole. Like a J. Cole. <laughs> Middle child. <laughs> he do that a song called Middle Child. Problem child. Definitely, man. I feel like, man, as the, as the middle brother, man, it's kind of my job to, to mediate between my little brother and my older brother. Squabbles. No, literally, he's like the middleman for both of our like arguments. Like I'm like, I tell James, I'm like, James, this is what this is what D-Lo did, and I'll be going off, be crazy, and he be like, man, this is what this nigga Aaron did, just be going off, be going off. You know, so James, he takes like a lot of the heat between both of the brothers. He does. He really, really does. He takes a lot of the heat. He is a person that kind of takes the punches, you know? And, and, you know, he's he's like the child, like, hey, he's like the voice of reason. You know, he's always can, he always can get in the middle of things and basically not create more tension, but lessen the tension over time. So, yeah, your job is very needed. Yeah, definitely. Kind of like an Step in the middle of two fights, you know what I mean? You know, catch both fists with both hands type deal. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like Ollie and Fraser. Yeah, yeah. Like you step in the middle, like you like, hey, no fighting. You like, hey, no fighting. It's me. Call me a referee. Exactly. Call me a referee. Yeah. Well, what do you say? You know the first time a mediator guy. Yeah, mediator. Like growing up, James, you were like always like the sneaky child. I just sort of. You was <laughs> stop playing, stop the cap, take your role. Kind of sort of. Take your role. <laughs> Remember the one time? Uh, what was you doing? Oh yeah, you was icy. My mom was like, "Where all those stuff at?" The one stuff that <laughs> I don't know how you got in there, my brother. The safe though. He cracked the safe. He, he did. Oh, cracker. I remember that. He did crack the safe. <laughs> my brother James, he cracked Mama's safe and he, he broke it. And she had to throw it away because he cracked it. I don't know how he got into it, but he was like, how you getting that safe? He was so icy, though. I'm like. Man, <laughs> when I tell you, I don't even remember how I got that safe. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Like, but I, I was the type of cat, man, that, you know, come in the room and look for something that, you know, that I want or whatever. 
And then once I finally pick something out, I'll take it to the side and start messing with it. I'll pick with it for a little minute to see, you know, how it tick, whether, you know, something's holding it down or whether something's clamping it, you know, together or something like that, whether it's glued apart or, you know, glued together or something like that. And I try to break it apart or whatever. I keep messing with it until I break it apart. And once I got what I want, I'm out of there. <laughs> Go. James, you was a menace. You used to swing on trees. Can you tell the viewers about that? Yeah, man. See, people used to say I used to be a little monkey, man. I used to, you know, uh, I used to be my little hobby for real. You know, I used to, you know, play around with little neighborhood kids or whatever, you know, and I, you know, I, I'd hide up in the trees or whatever, you know, and I, you know, go from branch to branch going all the way to the top. I used to have this little thing where I go all the way to the top of each tree and mark a white X with the white out. So mm. I know whether I've been in that tree or not. And I put my head out the top and look over, uh, over the city, over all the houses, just to look at the city. It was pretty cool. I never knew that right there. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I don't, why, why I, I didn't mean, know I wasn't in the trees to know. I wouldn't even get up in that tree to know. I don't know. I don't do all that. I wasn't doing all that at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, generally, it's, it's, it's a sense of peace in doing it, man, because generally, like, you know, when you, poke, when you poke your head out the top of the trees, man, you, you know, notice, remember, we, we used to live on top of a hill, right? So, like, uh, you can see downtown when you look over top of all the houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Downtown yeah. was the houses. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you can even see it from, like, the, the, the attic, you know, the attic window, something like that. So, say if you, like, say if you went into the attic, you was like, well, you know, I want to look downtown. You could, you know, look past the houses and you can see bits and pieces of downtown. Right. Yeah. You know, that'll probably be like a dope picture to have for real. Yeah. You could probably get that picture today if you stood like at the top of Germantown and Gettysburg, just looking down Germantown. You could see like the city skyline, basically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. And that's one thing I used to do too, man. I used to, like, I used to take uh, long walks, long strides, long jogs, long runs, all of that early in the morning. So what I do is I wake up, I take me a little shower get dressed or whatever and i'll go ahead and stretch or whatever right in the driveway take off i don't care where i'm going i might be going around the corner i might be going down the kiwi street or whatever but i'll take off go somewhere and then i'll come all the way back up and i'll come up germantown and gettysburg so i see i go all the way up that steep hill and when i hit stoltz i i hit a 180 and then i'll be able to see the whole cityscape right there right on that street yeah, so that was mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was my little cardio for every day for real. Yeah, I ain't gonna say. I mean, I used to do something like that. I was walking though. Yeah. Me and me and my guys, we was like, uh, we was the bike crew. We was doing that, like you know, some of us like around my age. If y'all my age, I remember we knew where everybody was at because it was just like a front yard full of bikes because everybody was there with all the bikes stuff like that. Yeah. We get on that bike and end up wherever. Yeah, they'd be gone for hours. They'd leave me in the house with mom. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen, I had a house key. I was coming in. Whatever I was ready, I swear. Yeah, mom, she was like, y'all be coming to my house late at night? <laughs> Who do you think you is? Uh, yeah, I used to I used to do the same thing, but that was how I used to get out of church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, Dejo was always the one who was always getting in trouble and always doing something. James was always the one always being mischievous and sneaky in a way, and I was always the one who was like always like, "No, nah, I'm not in that all that mess." I was always the one hiding in my room or the one that was always He seen what happened to us, y'all. 
they seen what happened to us. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was traumatized, y'all. My brother was they was they used to get the beatings back and forth, and I like I used to run from that belt. And one time, my mama she called me in the, in, the, in the laundry room, and I was like, "Please don't hit me." She was like, she said, "Go to your room." Get out the way. She didn't want to hit me because I was like, I was right there. So she hit me by default. So. Hey, y'all, you remember that movie, uh, The the Golden Child, when Eddie Murphy was down in that cave Mm. and he was expecting that quarter to hit the ground at some point? That was me and my older brother waiting for my brother to get a buck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They was waiting for me, literally. They were like literally waiting for me. Like, how we get one? He didn't get one. Because I was always the one, I was was the one good in mama's eyes. I wasn't her favorite child, so please don't say that. Don't say ah no. Listen, I was not the very one. No, no, I was not the very one. So who was it there? I never got in trouble, so I looked like her favorite one, but I wasn't. I was the one I was cooking with mom. I was always in the kitchen with mom cooking for Thanksgiving. Because nobody wanted to help her cook. When they did, they were like, yeah, all y'all want to do is just eat our, eat the food and not help me. I'm tired of doing it. I ain't going to cook next year. I'm like, mama, please cook. We, we hungry. We want some good food. <laughs> so I had. I, I, always, I helped. I know I helped. You helped when you want to. You was always sleep. Yeah. Stop playing. Stop the cat. Well, I cooked all year though. I had to get up in the morning again, get that barbecue grill started and all that stuff like that. Yeah, but you go back all the way up until adulthood. Still, swear. Yes, I got a picture right now when I was barbecuing at mom's house. We was all adults. Up but, there in West Carrollton, them houses up, the apartments up there. But how many times did she had to get you? Like she had to yell up the steps. Then, I didn't want to, bro. You never I wanted to. You never wanted to. Because it ain't have to be me all the time, bro. Okay, look, me and James, we younger. So what are we supposed to do? I gotta learn. I never wanted to neither. You gotta learn. I had to pick up the uh, the, the pitmaster job when you left, man. Expecting me to <laughs> yeah, man. Roll, man. I had to learn. Roll yeah, stuff, man. It was like, man, I need you to put them wood chips in there. Like, yeah. Like, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm cool. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Nah, not anything. You had to learn, man. I wasn't there, bro. I was gone. <laughs> and then I, I, Mama was. She didn't want me to cook. She didn't want me to barbecue. She said, I don't, Aaron, I don't want you to burn. I don't want you to burn yourself. I don't want you to do this. So she always like kind of kept me like underneath her wing. And the thing is, I literally had to like be sheltered. And y'all think it's like, oh well, it was. It's a. It's not a good thing. It wasn't a great thing because my therapist recently just told me like me and mom had a, a healthy relationship, but it wasn't healthy. Yeah. It was like a very like I was like smothered to a point where I didn't get to grow up and be who I want to be today. Um, I couldn't tell y'all the time right now because you know we're, we're just bonding right now in brotherhood right now in this moment. Um, there was a time where my mom she didn't want me to grow up. She didn't want me to work. She didn't want me to have a job. She didn't want me to really be independent um, because I, she felt like I didn't. I, she didn't want me to leave her in a way because D-Lo, you left. At some point, you left and I had to be stuck with the way of being with mom all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you was kind of just, you know, stuck with being like mom's last man of the house, you know, type of ordeal. So it was like, I don't know if I got the, you know, understanding right and stuff like that. But like, I guess, I don't know, like I've been around other friends that are married and stuff like that. And, you know, some some women, they just have like this natural instinct of like, just like being needed, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, with you being the last one there, she wanted to be like, just like felt like she was needed and stuff like that. 
guess. And that's what my therapist said. My MJI therapist said, he said that he felt, he said like y'all relationship was so tight to a point that it was healthy, but it wasn't healthy. And it became a situation where y'all became kind of codependent because like I said, you know, you left, you know, you had your family. And then at the time you left and had your family. But before that, I was always stuck with mom. So it was like, don't get me wrong. But mom was always, she needed somebody because, you know, the, the things that she went through, you know, the abuse that she talks about, the verbal abuse, the mental abuse, all that stuff she went through growing up with, you know, with our, our grandparents, stuff like that. That kind of was like a trigger for her. And so, like, anybody that was leaving or coming, she felt like they couldn't, they weren't going to be around forever. And so when it came to me, it was like I had, I cleaned to her. She was the only person that felt like he's not going to go nowhere. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to ban me. He's not going to forsake me as a person, she would say in the Bible. But that kind of made it seem like, yeah, it's great that I'm going to be here for my mom or for our mom. But at the same time, it kind of stifled me as a person. And that's when it really became like a full mo moment this year um, with my therapist that he was saying like, you know, the, the relationship was not that healthy as you thought it was. Like she needed you, but you needed her. But at the same time, she didn't let you establish being a young adult to make those decisions for yourself. She taught you, but also it's like she didn't want you to grow to become who you are today, which is y'all know is Mr. L.A., but y'all know me as Aaron. You know what I mean? So I couldn't really grow into the person that I, I, I envisioned to be. Because I, I couldn't step out. So like I give you a time, like in 2015, there was times like, mom, I want, I want my own job or I want to work. I want to do go, go to school. Mom was like, at the same time, she was like telling me like, Aaron, you know, go ahead and do it if you want to do it. Go ahead and do it. But at the same time, it was hurting her spirit in a way that mm -hmm. she made it seem like she wanted me to go. But the thing is, it's going to leave her by herself. And that was something that she didn't want in herself at all, but then still she knew in her mind that she wanted me to grow. So it was like a like a back and forth type of thing, you know what I mean? That I was dealing with every time I want to go to college. She would say, You can go to college, but I don't I can't help you with that. You know, I don't I, I don't know how to do that. But that is that stifled to me to become like this person, like I don't know what to do, I don't know where to move, I don't know where to go. So that kind of put me in a place where I had to just figure out or not do it at all. You know what I mean? I want to get an apartment, figure it out or just not do it at all. And it was at some point I had to like figure out just to grow up for myself and really find out my identity. And I felt like when I started to did what I said I was going to talk about doing, moving away, getting a job, moving to Miamisburg, I feel like I started to really find that voice. But like I said, I didn't still know who I was at that time because I felt like I was still trying to grow into this young man. Remind you, I didn't have a, my father in my life. I didn't, you know, it was always mom. And that is something that that relationship was healthy, but it wasn't healthy. You know, that's what my therapist was telling me. Like, you know, it was healthy, but, you know, she loved you. But yet still, she did not want you to grow and be that person. And so that's why it, it kind of also triggered a relationship with you guys to a point where I feel like I can come to y'all, but I couldn't come to you. Hey, yo, it's your boy, Manny the Mad Filipino on the L.A. Tape podcast. Check in on our new episode next week. Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this message. If you did, please drop down a like, a comment, or a thumbs up. We appreciate this podcast is powered by the LA Tay Experience LLC. There will be a new episode every Friday at 1 p.m. I am your host, LA Tay 95, and I'll see you at the next appointed time. See ya!